Hello everyone, Brother Chris Hewitt here again with another part of our series on Can the Sabbath Save? I hope you've been enjoying this biblical study. Lord willing, we'll be ending it today. And uh, whether you're listening by podcast or watching on YouTube or Facebook, I hope this has been a blessing to you. And use this in your arsenal when you're fighting uh, false doctrine and promoting the gospel. Uh, Whether you're a missionary or you're a layman or you're a preacher here in the States, I hope this has been a useful help to you. So uh, the first episode, we talked about who the Sabbath was for. We found out that throughout the whole Old Covenant, the Old Testament, we found out that it was clearly for Israel. And then we found out where the Sabbath was for. And we found out through texts like Leviticus 23, Leviticus 25, we found out in Exodus 35 that the, 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 the Old Testament covenant of the Sabbath, that is in the, the children of Israel had to be in the land of Israel together. They had to be in control of the land. Rome couldn't be in control of it. Babylon couldn't be in control of it. They had to be in control of the land for the covenant to work. We found out uh, what what the Sabbath was for. We found out that it wasn't for uh, worship. It was about rest. We even found out in Leviticus 23 where God told the Jews to worship on the Sabbath. So, it, it, or on the on the morrow after the Sabbath. Excuse me. So, if somebody's trying to beat you over the head about somebody worshiping on Sunday, uh, well, it's amazing to me. God told the Jew uh, to worship on a Sunday, the morrow after the Sabbath. You'll find that in Leviticus 23, verse number 11. And then we kept going. We found out when the Sabbath was for, and we found out it was for when the Jews were in the covenant with God about the Sabbath. You find that covenant in in Exodus 31. But then we found out in Isaiah, we found out in Hosea, we found out in Lamentations that God called their Sabbath iniquity. We found out that God uh, caused their Sabbath to cease. We found out that God caused their Sabbath to be forgotten because, not because God had broken the Sabbath, but because Israel had broken the Sabbath, that covenant. God didn't break the covenant. Israel broke the covenant. And he caused it to cease. And we found out in Jeremiah 31 that that old covenant was done away with, but not because God broke it, but because man broke it. But he was going to bring in a new covenant. And that is what we're living in today. We're living in the new covenant, the New Testament. And Christ Jesus is our testator. And we don't have to keep a day. We don't have to keep a diet in order to go to heaven. God's Son, Jesus Christ, has done all the keeping that needs to be kept. And he is, he is, his death, burial, and resurrection, the gospel is sufficient for salvation. And so today, we're going to finally find out why aren't we saved by the Sabbath? Why, why aren't we saved by the Sabbath? And uh, I want us to take, and, and some of you that may have been following this series, maybe you are a Sabbath keeper or trying to be a Sabbath keeper. Maybe you're an Adventist. And you've been chomping at the bits wanting me to get to Mark chapter 2. Well, here we are today. Let's go to Mark chapter number 2. So, uh, Mark chapter number 2, uh, we're going to start reading in verse 23. And by the way, just in context, uh, the, the, the verses before that, Jesus is talking about how the old covenant is being done away with and the new one is being brought on. So, it, it's amazing how context is right here that Jesus is breaking down that old covenant and he's bringing in the new. 
Look at verse 23, Mark 2. And it came to pass that he went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day, and his disciples began as they went to pluck the ears of corn. And the Pharisee said unto him, Behold, why do they on the Sabbath day that which is not lawful? And he said unto them, so you see, the, the, well, let me finish reading. And he said unto them, have you, ever, have you never read what David did when he had need and was and hungered, he and they that were with him, how he went into the house of God in the days of Abiathar the high priest and did eat the showbread, which is not lawful to eat but for the priest, and gave also to them which were with him. And he said unto them, The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. Now, I want to say a few things about this. First of all, in Jesus' day, uh, back up, God gave Moses 613 laws or do's and don'ts, if you will. He gave Moses 613 commandments, all right? By the time Jesus had come on the scene, incarnate on earth, they had over 6,000 laws of do's and don'ts and all these things that they had added to the law of God. And they had put what rabbis and priests had said over what God had said. But they here's how they got away with it. They said that when those priests and those rabbis spoke, they were, they were in the spirit of Moses. And what they said was just as good as what Moses had said or what God had said. And that was the farthest from the truth. So by the time Jesus got on the scene, they've added all these crazy things. And uh, Jesus was combating it. If you ever read when he's preaching to the Pharisees, he said, he'll, he'll often say, it hath been said. Uh, and, and whenever he's talking about the scripture, he'll say it has been written. But if he's talking about what the rabbis have said, it's, he'll say, when he's rebuking the Pharisees, he'll say it hath been said. Uh, so uh, I don't have time to get into all that, but I did want to mention that uh, when by the time Jesus had got in, uh, gotten on the scene on earth here, uh, the, the rabbis and the priests and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were trying to beat people over, over the head with the commandments and the laws. And God never gave his commandments to be a burden to people. He gave his commandments to be a blessing to people. His commandments are not grievous. So uh, I want to say that on the, on the outset. If you are being bound up by a day or a diet or somebody's making you uh, worship on a certain day and condemning you if you worship on another day, friend of mine, that is not what God gave that commandment for. And uh, it will not save you, and it surely is not meant for bondage. So God goes on to say, uh, he, he gives an example. Jesus gives an example. Uh, have you ever read what David did? Now, this doesn't have to do with the Sabbath, but it was not lawful for anybody to eat that bread, uh, the, t the showbread, uh, in the temple other than the priest. And, and in David's situation, it was the tabernacle. And God had given that commandment. But God, again, God's commandments are not bondage. It's, it's for a blessing. And the reason he had given that law to begin with is that showbread was specifically for the priest. That was their, that was their inheritance. They got the land. or They didn't get land, but they got God. They got the things of God. But it was not, God wasn't going to beat them over the head for helping somebody that was starving to death. And in the same situation, these, these disciples needed to eat. They were not doing servile work. And God, Jesus is showing here that 
I, the, 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 he said unto them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was not made for a bondage for man. It was made for a blessing for man. It wasn't about worship. It was about work. And it was about to be able to rest and have having rest. But if a man's starving to death, God's not going to condemn a man here. He's not going to kill a man for uh, for for going and getting an ear of corn and eating it, okay? They're trying to put more on them than they should. And they couldn't keep all this that they were putting on people anyways. The Sabbath was made for man and not man for Sabbath. Listen to me here. God is not trying to beat you over the head with His commandments. God gave you His commandments for a blessing. And on top of that, He said, Therefore, the Son of Man is also is Lord also of the Sabbath. Who's the Son of Man? Well, that's Jesus. He's the Lord of the Sabbath. And Jesus says, furthermore, I can do whatever I want to with the Sabbath. Amen. So we found out in the last episode, the last message, that God said that your Sabbaths are iniquity to me. I've forgotten them. I've caused them to cease. So by the time Jesus got to, uh, to, to, uh, to earth here, that, those, that, that covenant had been broken long, long time before that. Isaiah 1, God calls them iniquity. Well, that's 600 years before Christ. Hosea, it, it, it's, been, uh, it's been forgotten. They've been, uh, lamentations, forgotten, they've ceased. And God has done away with those things, not because God broke it, but because man broke it. And we find out here that they're trying to impose these things on these men and even extra biblical things on these men, just like many of you are getting put in bondage to today. And I beg you today, listen to what Jesus says. He's the Lord of the Sabbath. He can do what he wants to with the Sabbath. And you hear me today, it's not meant to be bondage. It's meant to be a blessing. It's meant to be rest. So, with that being said, I want to go and see what Paul has to say about these Sabbaths. Colossians chapter 2, verse number 8. Uh, Paul is a Hebrew of the Hebrews. Paul is uh, touching the law blameless. Okay? That's what he said in Philippians. Paul said, touching the law, I'm blameless. And Paul's about to tell you what God has to say about the Sabbaths in the New Testament. Colossians 2, verse 8. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out, listen, blotting out the handwriting of the ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us. That is the law. That is even the law of the Sabbath. He took it out of the way. Nail, and he took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. It's done away with, friend. Christ did it. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no man or woman, let no man therefore judge you because Christ Jesus 
blotted out the handwriting of the ordinances which was against us, which was contrary to us, taking it, to, taking it out of the way, nailed it to his cross. Because Christ Jesus fulfilled the law, because Christ Jesus did all the keeping for us. Not that we should throw the law out. There are moral things. There, thou shalt not kill. Don't go kill anybody. There are principles that are carried on through the New Testament from the law. But there is no commandment in the New Testament for the New Testament church to keep the Sabbath. And Paul goes on, he says, Let no man therefore judge you in meat. Somebody's trying to tell you you can't eat bacon and be right with God. That person is going contrary to Scripture. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of any holiday or of the new moon, listen to this, or of the Sabbath days. Let no man judge you of Sabbath days. That's what the Bible says, not me, what the Bible says, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Friend of mine, Jesus Christ, he kept those days. He kept all the law. He took, he blotting out the handwriting of the ordinances, which was against us, which was contrary to us, take it out of the way, and he nailed it to his cross. And because of that, we don't have to let any man judge us in Sabbath days or in meat. Now watch this. Ellen G. White, uh, and, and, and again, you've got to make a decision. Are you going to go with what you've been taught, what you've experienced, what you've read, or are you going to go with what the Bible says? That's your decision. That, this, this series is coming to an end. You've got to make that decision for yourself. Am I going to go with what the Bible says, or am I going to go with what I've experienced, what I think, or what I've been taught? Now watch this. Ellen G. White, uh, she said this. She said, the greatest of all commandments is to remember the Sabbath day and to keep it holy. That's what she said. And again, you've got to you've got to make a decision for yourself. Who am I going to believe? Well, in Matthew 22, Jesus was asked, matter of fact, I'll read it. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? And, and the last time I checked, remember the, the Sabbath day and keep it holy. It is in the law. Ellen G. White, she says that keeping the Sabbath is the greatest of all commandments. But what does Jesus say? Are we going to take her word, Ellen G. White's word, or are we going to take what Jesus had to say? That's your decision you've got to make. Let's find out what Jesus had to say when he was asked what the greatest commandment was. Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first commandment, first and great commandment. So the first one is, Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. So who's right? Jesus or Ellen G. White? The next thing, he says, And the second is likened unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Friend of mine, if you're following Ellen G. White, if you're following Sabbath preachers, if you're following Seventh-day Adventism, you have been led astray. You bet it led into falsehood. And friend of mine today, Jesus said it's not even the first it's not the first commandment, or it's not the greatest commandment, it's not even the second greatest. He doesn't even list it. He says, on these two hang all the law and the prophets. And hear me today, if you're trusting in a day, if you're trusting in a diet, Jesus Christ, He wants to save you. He's kept all those things for you that we can't keep, that we can't do. Jesus said, except your righteousness exceed that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Friend of mine, they couldn't even do enough, except you exceed it. They couldn't do enough. 
And surely we can't do enough. But Christ Jesus, He's done enough. Today, if you'll repent, turn from your works. If you're trying to keep a day for salvation, if you're trying to keep a diet, turn from your works. Let no man judge you. Quit being under bondage and turn to Christ Jesus and repent and put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and He will save you. God bless you. Can the Sabbath save? Absolutely not. But the Lord Jesus Christ can. God bless you. Have a good day. Don't you hear my Savior calling? I said, who will go and work today? Yes, fields are right and harvest waiting. Who will bear the shields away?